Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. Now, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Ring of Honor's pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor, that took place this past weekend. I know, I know, you've already heard many a podcast talk about this show, especially a lot on our Fight Game Media Network, via a free feed, and also our Patreon. We had a lot of good shows covering this event. A lot of different, that's what I love about the Fight Game Media families like we have all these different shows we could talk about one subject and you're going to get all these different opinions from all these great people who love professional wrestling and i'm going to break down my little expertise on what i saw when i watched this pay-per-view so it's it's a different look from from the others um and i enjoyed those shows i highly recommend checking out the boom goes dynamite which is on the Fight Game Media Patreon. It's five dollars to check out our Patreon for a month, and um, you'll hear that show with Paul Fontaine of the Dynamite Show, Kevin Ely from the Boom, and Mel Gray from Power Bombshells. They talk. They do a, re- a fun recap of the pay per view, and I'm going to talk about the um, the the pay per view itself. Obviously, the matches. Uh, I'm going to break down the matches. What I saw through my eyes. What I saw. What stood out, and what didn't stand out. The hits, the misses. Um, there was some controversy before the show. Like a lot of things happened, and I think you know you're looking at like, oh, why is this, what, John? Why are you covering this? We've already heard it all week. But I think this is a very important show because Tony Khan, when he purchased Ring of Honor Wrestling um, to you know to revive it, and it's it's been fascinating to me because. Watching him like use valuable TV time with uh, AW Dynamite and Rampage to kind of shoehorn this Ring of Honor stuff um, in, and you know, I'm curious to see if he's going to land a TV deal with it. Uh, what's his? I'm always, I'm really curious what his vision is going to be for Ring of Honor. Uh, things are just you know changing left and right with it. I. I he hasn't got all his ducks in a row with Ring of Honor. It's been fascinating to watch. So, um, and it's a very important thing because, you know, another company out there, even if it's still under the same umbrella of AEW, I know it's Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, that's his own thing. Of course, you know, AEW, his own thing, but Tony Khan specifically, it's not, nothing to do with AEW really when it comes to. The you know time you know Time Warner and all that Discovery Plus excuse me Time Warner Time Discovery Plus as of yet so it's you know he's trying to find a spot for it and I I wonder what Aaron's thinking because I like I like what like this car tonight on this pay per view excuse me, that we're covered tonight you have FTR the top tag team in wrestling today the Briscoe brothers arguably. One one B top tag team uh, in wrestling today. You got Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal, um, you have Serena Deeb on this card. You have uh, top young stars like Willie Yuta and Daniel Garcia, um, Claudio Castagnoli, and they're on Ring of Honor on this pay per view, and they should be featured, in my opinion, on on uh dynamite in in aw like make them that focus what a great show that would be for if these guys are wrestling for aw championships and and not this 
you know, hope to keep alive Ring of Honor. And I just think they're just wasting time. I think Ring of Honor, this Ring of Honor, should be a developmental. It should be a feeder system for AEW. This is where you get your your Dante Martins and um, the private party tag team, uh, Lee Moriarty's of the world. Um, the young guys that you know are just you have signed, but you're having a hard time finding spots on the card, and they, they get matches, but they're never really they're kind of set at one level. So here they can kind of grow, right? Like in Ring of Honor, and I, that's what Ring of Honor was about when it started, right? It was you know getting together these top independent wrestlers, and um, that the a lot of people like. The hardcore, the hardcores only knew about, but trying to get it over to uh, the next level audience, right? And is about featuring these 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 young guys coming up, and that's, I think that should be the same. Like, there's no, I know you have Samoa Joe, the legacy was ROH, right? He was a great champion there. The Briscoe brothers, of course. I know there's an issue for some damn reason. Why someone, some executive that doesn't want the Briscoes there. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, there's been other people that have been used on this show that have done far worse, and they were used on national television, right? Like Nick Gage. But, but you know, the Briscoe brothers, of course, they t- said some stupid things and that they shouldn't have said on social media, but they did apologize, and they seem pretty genuine about that, right? And they're, and they're just a, they're money, man. There is money and these guys still they've been around forever cuz they started so young and they just got they just got it all together they're, they're unique character they make, when, when they want when they make their way to the ring out there their entrance they just look different than everyone else right it's just they just have a presence about them and they should be on AEW fighting over the AEW tag team championships versus FTR right um Samoa Joe at this point in his career I, you know, I think he still has some left in the tank. I think he should be on AEW TV. There should, we should be doing Samoa Joe versus CM Punk when CM Punk is back, or or, or um, uh, Joe versus Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, excuse me. Joe versus Kenny Omega, first time match. Um, Joe versus Hangman Page, and you know, like this, this, just he should be at this point in time, like. Used there on national television. Jay Lethal. We've seen Jay Lethal in Ring of Honor for how many years? He's carried the flag of Ring of Honor for so long. And he still has so much to give, right? He's such a talented performer inside the ring. What a promo, this guy. I don't like Sanjay Dutt with him because Sanjay Dutt with him is just, even though he did cut a, a decent promo on this pay-per-view, He's just a character of a wrestling manager. He's a goofball. Um, he's over the top. He, he, he gets no heat because he does nothing, right? Um, the giant, giant saying or, or Satin saying, like, like he's a project. But, yes, he should be a project on Ring of Honor television, but not with Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal doesn't need him, right? I would love to see Jay Lethal get his due on national television. And you can say, oh, John, he's been on national television. He's been on like every week leading up this pay-per-view. Cutting 30-second promos for a pay-per-view that this most of this audience is, you know, I mean, on the hardcores, 
probably gonna watch it but like you know the casual viewers that are getting to AEW, they they're like what the hell is ring of honor it's like all the stuff that people complain about wwe now like man there's why is there two women's title why there's two heavyweight titles which title is more important there's two tag team titles i mean AEW is the same thing right there's uh aw world champion there's a ring of honor world champion there's a uh we you've seen the iwgp champion show up on uh, and defended on a on an AEW pay-per-view. Um, there's <laughs> the tag team titles. You have the AEW tag team titles, Ring of Honor tag team titles, AAA tag team titles. Uh, I think Impact tag team titles are once defended. IWGP tag team titles were defended on this show. And now we're going to introduce a trio. It's just like so much going on, right? Like what's important? There's two women's championships in AEW. There's, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. So, so it's just, I just think like Lethal, Joe, FTR, Briscoes, Yuta, and Garcia are at a point where they should be on. Yeah, obviously they they don't need to be in developmental. Um, they they can be on. They can be the young guys that are on the national television scene. But guys, like I said, Dante Martin's the world. Private Party's the world. Brock Anderson's the world. Uh, Lee Johnson's the world. Like, you know, make it, make it the AEW developmental, and that's okay. I don't think it hurts it. Um, but you start then you start like, okay, I'm gonna start signing some of these. Indie guys, these hot indie guys, I see that, he, that Tony Khan should see something in them and be like, okay, I'm going to mix them with the Lee Johnsons and the and the uh, Dante Martins of the world, right? Like uh, a Ray Jazz or, or, you know, someone like that just to kind of like bring in and you feature them on Ring of Honor television or the Ring of Honor show, make the names there, and then you bring them up to back to AEW or, or, or bring them up for AEW for the very first time. Um that's kind of like how I see what I would do with Ring of Honor. Now, the um, controversy leading into this show. First of all, Tully Blanchard quits. And I can see his frustration. I don't, I don't know exactly what happened. But I can only guess. Like, you... On the first pay-per-view, they got introduced. Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Um, he has Khan. And he has... Oh, that, uh, Tangle, God, I forget his name. There's some big Simone guy from uh, the Vegas area. And um, and Brian Cage. And that's their, uh, and that's their, Toa Leona. That's what Simone's name. Um, And that's going to be like, this going to be like the heel stable starting out in Ring of Honor. They're going to be, you know, the heels. And all of a sudden, you know, John Gresham, the Ring of Honor World Champion, turns heel, joins Tully Blanchard. So now Gresham's above Brian Cage, and and so Tully Blanchard's like, okay, and I got now I got the World Champion. You sh- you know you, you just put this group together, and I'm going in there, and my the guy I'm managing that just turned the World Champion is going to lose. Like it makes the Tully Blanchard Enterprises look like nothing. So I can see his frustration on that and how I can see them fighting over stuff. I think that was probably what it was. You know, there's stuff about travel and whatnot. And I can see that just like totally match being like, hey, what am I doing this for? Right. I'm just I'm not, you know, I could be doing other stuff right now. I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Gresham 
upset that he had to drop the belt to Claudio and I mean if I was Tony Khan I don't understand why he did the whole heel turn and have Gresham join totally Blanchard Enterprises and maybe he thought that was going to pacify Gresham and when he took the belt on him he'd still be featured in the top heel stable but everyone knows anyone can see through that you know Tony Khan's not good of a worker to see through that stuff but Gronk Gresham's been around he sees what's happening there um there's a heated exchange for the show and <laughs> i think gresham says some choice words to tony khan and so he went out there he did business he you know he, he put over claudio and and that was that of course you know when he comes out you could tell he's just walking out he has the 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 job boo-boo face on and and the match was fine it was okay um but it was like what 11 minutes and and straight <laughs> and Claudio wins and honestly like Claudio should have won right like I like Gresham he's a fun technical wrestler but I'm sorry you're not going to start your promotion out with him as world champion and you can't have Claudio who just got there in what May the big surprise oh sorry June at Forbidden Door and he's still he's still you can't just have Gresham beat him. You can't have them go Broadway. Claudio had a win here. And like I said, I'd rather have Claudio on AEW fighting over AEW titles. But like if you're going to start a promotion off with a, with a credible world champion, you got to go with Claudio. Um, I, like I said, I like Gresham. I He's fun to watch. I love his technical wrestling. Some of it's kind of out there. But overall, I just enjoy because he's different than, you know, a lot of guys, right? Um, I mean, to pacify Gresham, if I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, listen, I'm, I'm going Claudio as my world champion. I still want you to be a big part of Ring of Honor. You are a big part of Ring of Honor. Um, we had the pure title. Everyone, you know, who knows this title better than you, right? Like, you have a passion for the pure rules title, the pure, pure rules. Like, I want you to be my guy in this division. And that would be perfect for him, right? Um, and you could have just done that. I'm going to get, you know, eventually you're going to be the guy that, you know, wins it from Wheeler Yuta. And maybe that could have been worked out. But Gresham, you know, he should understand, like, okay, because you know, like I said, I like him a lot. He's fun to watch. But the dude's five foot four. And it, and, <laughs> seeing him out there with claudio it just it just looks weird it it you're just like this this doesn't look right and the problem with gresham like you know unless he's wrestling other lighter wrestlers it just stands out so much when he's with these big guys like a, like a like a claudio it just stood out just it, visually like almost like you can't look past it and it's distracting because he's so short and he can do all the chemicals he can to get bigger but like and he's like, and he is, he's like a little fire hydrant right now. But at the same time, no matter how wide he gets, he's still, it's the visual of the height difference between him and a lot of people just doesn't work for the world title scene. It is, it, he works in the middle championship scene, the TV title, pure title. That's fine. Tag team championship. That's fine. Um, you know, so I, if I was him, just like, okay. Do business, 
But, you know, you're still going to be in the mix, whatever Ring of Honor is going to be, right? Like, um, if I was him, I wouldn't want to be on Dynamite. Mean, I would, you know, be on Dynamite because there's just, he's not going to have a spot there. There's so many guys they have in the roster. But he could be one of the building blocks, continue, and one of the veteran building blocks of Ring of Honor. So, so that, the whole tr- controversy with that was just, it to me, it just got a little out of hand. I think Gresham, I can see, understand, yes. Dude, you just turned me heel. We shot this thing on Rampage, and now I'm getting beat. Now our group is like a bunch of goofs. Like, you're killing our heat. But at the same time, like, Gresham just has to understand that, you know, the situation here. And if I was Tony Khan, I would just have this nice Bayface, Bayface match. I mean, Gresham, even though the, the, the visual is, is, is weird and awkward, like, I would have had just. Gresham going as a champion versus Bayface versus Bayface. Let Claudio and him have 20 minutes. They can, And I think Claudio is such a smart worker. Gresham's a smart worker. They could have made it all made sense. And it's unfortunate that, you know, Gresham, you could tell, like, his his heart wasn't 100% into it. And I mean, and, and maybe, and, um, maybe I'm wrong there. But just the way the performance of the match was, and again, only got 11 minutes and, it was fine, but it was just, it was just, it's just there to get the belt on, on uh, Claudio. And the fans were just kind of, this fans, this whole crowd was interesting. They kind of, I couldn't tell, like, they're into the AEW guys, uh, mainly FTR, uh, Wheel Yuta, Dan Garcia, and Serena D. But everyone else, they kind of just kind of like, okay, like almost like they never seen these guys before. So, or they just stopped watching Ring of Honor and haven't seen these guys in a very long time. Uh, oh, Simone and Joe and Jay Lee, so they, they were into that match as well. But for the most part, they're just kind of just sitting there watching. And, and it would, they would react to moves, but they wouldn't react to, like, you know, Dalton Castle and the boys or, or uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee. Like, they're just there to watch. They're just popping for moves. Um, I didn't watch the pre-show. There was a match between Cole Cabana and Anthony Henry. The trust busters of Arya Davari and Slim J. Like, I don't kind of totally forgot about Slim J. I didn't know he's still wrestling. It's like, you know, I know Tony Khan, he's like, this is like his little fantasy world, right? Like, I'm literally living his love for Ring of Honor, which he, he was a big Ring of Honor fan. He's, he's mentioned that many times. And so now he's booking guys like Slim J, you know, and um, they wrestled the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is Cheeseburger and Eli Issam. Eli Issam's a good young prospect who I'd like to see Tony Khan sign and and keep in Ring of Honor and continue letting him develop here in Ring of Honor. Um, um, the Embassy, which is former the Tolly Blanchard Enterprises because they did shot an angle with Tolly Blanchard, sold Tolly Blanchard Enterprises to Prince Nana, the Embassy. Nana was another guy that was a longtime manager in um uh in Ring of Honor. I remember seeing him at Jersey All Pro as a wrestler. Um he was kind of a chunkier guy and then he lost all his weight. Um he's okay, but he's another guy that's playing pro wrestling manager. It, it's just um so he you know he now's managing Brian Cage, the Gates of Agony, which I said was uh, a con and uh, Toa Leona, and they defeated Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and Tony Deppin. And Blake Christian and Tony Deppin are definitely guys. If I'm Tony Khan, I would sign him for this brand for Ring of Honor. Alex Zane, 
I don't understand the love for Alex Zane. I don't get it. I think people see the size. They see the, you know, he has a good looking body. He's in shape. He doesn't fly in moves, but the guy has a personality of a thumbtack. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just nothing. He just does moves and no motion, no, nothing behind it. He just does stuff. It's impressive sometimes. It's something he, he does, but I don't get it. I just don't get it. And his gimmick is that he loves Taco Bell. Like, what the fuck is that? Really? Like, what is the, what the hell is that? Like, that's my gimmick. I love Taco Bell. Okay, you might love Taco Bell in real life, but dude, don't make your wrestling gimmick, dude. It's just so stupid. Uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Allison K. That was the the last pre-show match, and I've talked about Willow Nightingale many times here on the show. I I just love this girl, beautiful girl. Um, she has something, a great connection to the crowd. You want to, she's a great babyface. You want to cheer her on. You want to support her. Um, I I would just kind of tweak her a little bit, being like, I I love that beautiful smile that she has. She comes out. It's just. You know, lights up a room, but I think when the bell rings, she should kind of get an edge to her and, and like a, 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 just like a, a mean face and be dominant and be aggressive, um, and looking to win the match, not just keep doing all these. Maybe every once in a while you throw in the the, the smile, and at the end when you win, you get that big smile again, like almost like when Michael Modest and Noah. You know, when he did the thumbs up in Japan and people, the, the Japanese fans always react to the thumbs up when he give the thumbs up. And he just, I remember he just did that one day in a match and people reacted and he just kept going with it and that became like his gimmick in Noah. So like something like that, like, you know, Will and I go at, at the right times, bring out that smile, right? In the match. Uh, and you can smile the way back after the match. But if you lose, don't be smiling, right? Um... I think she's really talented. I think she's a hell of a prospect. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would sign her to Ring of Honor Wrestling. Um, I talked about Claudia winning the title from Jonathan Gresham. Uh, like I said, that match was just okay. Um, it was fine. Prince Nana came out. <laughs> it's like a few minutes as the match is going. And, like, you could just, it was like he looked at the referee. Paul, I think it's Paul Turner was the referee. And he's like, they told me to go out here, and you know, and they and there was a kind of look at each other, like, and and Chris was like, okay, I'm just getting this done. I'm done with this, with this company. Um, the next match, uh, one I was kind of I was looking forward to because I really like the Righteous, which is Vincent, uh, Bateman, and Dutch with Vita Von Star uh, as their valet. She wrestles as well. Um, she's very young. Um, versus Dalton Castle and the boys, and. You know, Bateman, I I I know very well because I booked him in all uh, it's not, not all pro, excuse me, in Premiere, and I loved his work. I love his attitude as a professional wrestler. Like the, he was one of like his attitude was a guy like I liked working with. Loved wrestling, studied tape, always thinking about you know how to you know how to be different. Um, always working on his character, and and when you dealt with him in the locker room, just a class act, right? Just I enjoyed him so much, 
And so I really root for him. And I'm glad I see him on New Japan Strong. I was glad when he signed a contract with Ring of Honor Wrestling the, the, under the Sinclair banner. Um, and, you know, last, what, last year, you know, it's just during the pandemic times, I was like, I wasn't doing much. I was watching a lot more wrestling. I watched a lot of wrestling, but I, I was really watching a lot of wrestling at that time because there's nothing to do, right? Can't go anywhere. So I started to get into some Ring of Honor and checking out some stuff. And I really liked the group, The Righteous. I really liked Vincent. Uh, I remember when Vincent was in The uh, the Kingdom with uh, Matt Taven and the other kid that was pretty, pretty talented. He got hurt. Um, I wasn't impressed with Vincent there at this point, but... When I started watching it again, I saw him like on his, you know, on his own. He was feuding with Taven. I really liked that feud with Taven. I really liked that cage match they had. Um, he played that crazy man really well. And someone on, uh, I think it's Kevin Ely that was uh, actually tweeted at me when I was, you know, giving my thoughts on the pay per view on my Twitter. Go check it out. My Twitter. Follow me at Laraka JL. And he was, he said like, oh, they're kind of the righteous kind of reminds me of a low rent uh Wyatt family and they are very similar you know cult like group etc but they're different at the same time Vincent you know he played a different kind of crazy man right he just kind of like he's he's like we're like Bray Wyatt was the cult leader of these guys. I maybe it's similar. I don't know. Maybe Keeling's right, but <laughs> but I I just think Vincent has something. And since Bray Wyatt's not around, fuck you know like what else, what is old new again? And Bateman's a good technical wrestler. Has he's great size. I would love to see him kind of tighten up his body. Um, he's wearing a full body. You know, like he used to be. I know he used to be skinny. I'm not Kendall Wynn is skinny, but you know he was thinner but he was but he has that frame you know that size he can really build on his body and i would like to see him just kind of like you know get that shirt off man like you know it's be more ready for national television dutch big guy i think ian rick said he reminded him of big Bo rogers and he has a similar look um you know, if, if he can really dial down how to work like a big man, now, he did some big moves, but just working like a big man, the stalking, the 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 cutting the ring off, the uh, you know being physical, using your size and you and using your strength, like just doing big moves is one thing, but like you know grabbing a guy and shoving him down, uh, not going anywhere on a shoulder tackle, just stuff like that, you know. Uh, but and he has athletic ability. He has um, some speed, some quickness to him. So, I I think he's an interesting prospect. And but this match here was all about Dalton Castle and the boys, which are signed again. I like Dalton Castle. It's just I've seen this act so many. It's like nothing's changed. I'm glad the boys are back because when I was watching uh, getting back in Ring of Honor, the boys weren't there. They were in they were in um, OVW at the time, and he had like the other guys playing the birdies or something like that. Dalton Castle did he's and they weren't the same with the boys. The boys kind of really make the act with Dalton Castle, and but this match is all about featuring them because they are signed and and again this is another Tony Khan 
love of Ring of Honor. You know, he loved Dalton Castle. He loved the boys. So he's he's going with them. And they, and this is for the six man tag team titles, which was uh, held by the Righteous. And then the boys went over. Um, so like I said, this match is all about featuring the boys. But like in my opinion. And I don't know. I think I thought I saw somewhere maybe uh, Mike Gilbert from the Base Frame Podcast talked about this already. That Vincent may be signed to Impact Wrestling, and so that's why they had to take the belts off him. But damn, man! Like, if I'm Tony Khan, I'd be like, you know what? I like this Righteous Group. I like their pack, the package that they have with Vincent Bateman, Dutch, and Vita Von Star. I like, I like them. I could, you know, I could do something to them. You know, you can. I'm sure Impact won't turn down any money right and i'm sure the contract isn't as i think tony Kong easily pay off that contract for vince if he wanted right just to be in his promotion or at least vincent at least um so so like i said the match was kind of just just kind of goofy with the boy stuff don't it just felt like a reunion tour and don't castle he 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 needs to kind of reinvent himself it's kind of the same old same old the boys are best at at ringside interfering or being part of shenanigans on the outside in the ring they're just not that good and you definitely saw that and they do some athletic stuff but just i saw them ovw and holy crap i granted ovw now like i watched one episode i will never watch it again it is the shits it is really really bad it's embarrassing um al snow i don't know what al snow is doing with that i don't know who's training out there but it is disaster i would not go to ovw train right like they're they're definitely <laughs> trying to play off the history but you know there's no rip rogers there at least from my understanding there's no there's no jim Cornette there like fuck go somewhere else go to tom pritchard school like <laughs> don't go to ovw and like I said, the boys eh, better at ringside. Don't castle like like I said. Oh, we've seen it. I want to see something different from him. I want to see a different side of him. So this match was a big disappointment. And I hope Tony Khan when he comes to the Ring of Honor as he starts kind of figuring out what he wants out of it. I, I would love to see him get Vincent and uh, Bateman and Dutch and Vita Von Star and bring the Righteous Group in into the full same thing Matt Taven like go get him I know he's an impact wrestling as well I'm not sure what his contract status how long it is but I'm sure they're, they're shorter contracts like I don't think they're I don't think impact signing on the long-term deals so I'm best it's like one-year deals maybe maybe 18 month deals I don't know but like I'm sure it's not that long I mean granted don't go getting everyone you can you know let let, let, let people come and be available and sign them and and I, you know, love to see Matt Taven come back because Matt Taven was a was a good talent for Ring of Honor when he was there. Same thing with Mike Mike Bennett. You put the Kingdom back together, like. But then, then you, I'm not saying just do a whole rehash of Ring of Honor, but like then, then you start sprinkling the new guys, new guys you found into the mix. The next matchup was for the pure title. It's the pure champion Will Yuta versus Daniel Garcia, and this match was a good match. But it wasn't a good pure wrestling match, right? Like, it was almost like we have this title that has these rules, and we're gonna just do the match. And we're, and it's like the pure title is all about strategy, 
about like trying to get your wrestler to use all the rope breaks so he has no rope break so you can pin him within the ropes or submit him and they can't have a rope break to get out of the submission so there's a there's, there's a, art, a real good art to these matches and this match here was a nice grudge match uh, between Wheel Yuta and Dan Garcia. I love the physicality of this match. Uh, but the rules, built, you know, telling the story around the pure rules just wasn't even there. So it was a big waste. And this match showed me that Tony Khan has no idea what to do with the pure rules title. And if I was him, I would just do a unification match with the T title or the world title. Um, just get it out of the way and get it done. Because, you know, honestly, three world titles, or three championships, excuse me, in Ring of Honor, singles championship is a bit much. I think you're fine with the Ring of Honor heavyweight title and you're fine with the TV title. Um, but just the pure title, if you're not 100% behind it, then just don't have it. Don't have it there. And and just just unify it with another title or or, or vacant it and just just kind of forget about it but the match itself was, was good i like this match a lot regal was really good on commentary during this match um there was a one point in the match where uh dan garcia had a submission hold on garcia garcia kind of picked him up and they are and uh, and they're in the in the corner on the ropes and and technically it's a rope break right and the referee doesn't call it. Maybe it was a neutral position. But to me, it was like Garcia got out of it with the rope break. Or really, you got out of the rope break, whatever it was. There's only one rope break in this whole match. So, very, very strange. So, like I said, Tony Khan, if you don't want the title, just get rid of the title. All right? Next match was, oh, man, Roosh versus Dragon Lee. These, the two real-life brothers, Luchadors, going at it. And... This fucking match, man. The people were popping for the moves, but damn, dude. This was just like big move, no sell, big move, no sell, big move, no sell, big move, no sell, big move, no sell. Big move rushes Loopy for taking something big on his head and he's all stumbling around. Recovers, big move, no sell, big move, no sell, and then finish. That's all this fucking match was. I couldn't stand it. I lost interest. Roosh has all this personality, this aggressiveness. He's a great brawler. But damn, he won't sell for shit. And just takes takes away like that match with Mox wasn't that good. John Moxley was it wasn't that good this on this week's rampage. I'm sorry, a lot of people like that match, but I did not like that match at all. Same shit. Like, you know. Back and forth, no selling. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised Roosh did a job here. I was surprised he even booked this match. It was stupid to book it because Roosh just got there. And he only wrestled like what? He was in the Battle Royal this match and then he lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, build this guy up, right? He's in this feud with. Uh, him and Andrade are in this feud with the Lucha Brothers. Like, let's let's put these guys over the Lucha Brothers first, and then build them up, and then maybe Rouge can do the do the job. And it wasn't like he did the job. You know, he got submitted. Oh, he didn't submit. He ta- didn't tap out. He just passed out. And I, I'm guessing the uh, the the politic game was, we'll let you kick out of the Death Rider. That's like that'll keep you strong. 
No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. He got. He got. He got. He got. Uh, he didn't tap out. Like I said, he got. He got choked out, and that's it. So Rouge is just another guy on the show. Um, could have been something if 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 built up right. This like Moxley and Rouge could have been a really big match if it was done right, but. It was just quickly thrown on television to get it done. Now, granted, I don't know what's Roosh's contract status is. AW it could be a per match deal. Um, it's probably for the better with Roosh because I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm surprised we saw a finish with Roosh. Last time I saw him put over anyone was Bandito uh, when Bandito won the Ring of Honor title, um, and it was <laughs> Roosh lost. But it was one of those like I lost a match, but you know people could see I I, I it it was just I don't, you can see it was like a bullshit finish. And after the match, all the heels beat up Trag, uh, excuse me, Bandito. Anyways, <laughs> let them play. It was a disaster, a disaster. So Roosh is like to me, if you're a promoter in Mexico, I can see using Roosh. But like here in the United States, eh, I don't think it means much. I think he's just, I think you're thinking he's gonna be a big deal and. If he's never really gonna play ball, play ball, like it's just why why use him, right? Um, I'd rather have Andrade. I'd rather get some other luchadors um, and put around Andrade that are actually gonna, you know, put people over when it's time. And and you know, but you never know luchadors. They just you just never know with these guys. It's uh, my experience booking luchadors has always been a headache. So that's why I never like booking them because <laughs> it's always some bullshit. And you know, you just never know. No, those guys. So. Next matchup was for the Ring of Honor Women's Title. Mercedes Martinez defeated Serena D by submission. And this, I could not believe the result of this one. Um, holy shit. Uh, I, I like Mercedes Martinez. You know, but you could tell, you know, she's been in the game for a very long time. You can see she's slower. Her reaction times are just, just a... Springer step is just not there. Um, you know, she's because she's wrestling for so long, she's very injury prone. I just wouldn't have gone with her, but Senior D's been doing some great stuff. She's like the best woman wrestler on that roster in AEW. And if she's not gonna be the one that beat Jade or Thunder Rosa, and she already lost Thunder Rosa, you know how Tony Khan loves not to do his rematches. Put the title on deep here and let her be the top heel women's champion here and get some young prospects to work with her in ring of honor and, and, and go from there. Like I just couldn't believe. So what are you going to do with deep now? What are you going to do with deep? She's just there and she's your best wrestler. She is your best woman's wrestler. Tony, she's your best worker of that roster of your women's division. And I, you know, Thunder Rosa, she's popular, but God, her matches are not good. You know, Jade at least is a, a young, yeah, a young as an over character. She's young and green and still makes some mistakes, but at least she looks like something. And actually, her having these short matches and, and beating people is getting herself over. Um, she has a presence out there. Like, there's some, like, She's like Jade actually is the most over women's wrestler in AEW for sure, right? Thunder Rosa is just just having bad match after bad match. You know, she had a match with uh Miyu 
Yamashita this week on Dynamite, which is a horrible match. Uh, but both women were on different pages that match. It was just it was just a at one point, and I was I usually don't watch picture in picture, right? And I was on I was watching on a little bit delay, so I was getting the fast forward a lot of stuff, and and so I was fast forwarding to picture picture, but I, but you know I don't fast forward on the fastest. I like to fast forward just on one, so I kind of see what's going on. If something catches my eye, I can stop it and watch it. And something sure did catch my eye in this match. In picture picture, you know Yamashita does the little snapmare, going for that big. Now she's gonna go for the big kick as Thunder Rosa is in the seated position, but Thunder Rosa lays on her back. And Yamashita's getting up, is in position to do a kick. Thunder Rosa's on her back. Thunder Rosa goes, oh, shoot. Realize she's supposed to be up sitting on her butt. And she's trying to sell, and it's just just, just fakes looking sell. And you can see her kind of nod, like, okay, go with it. And then Yamashita does like this corkscrew fucking twist and then kicks her, and it took, which she took forever to do. And oh, it was awful. Absolutely awful. And the match just never got going from there it's just it was just there and you know Yamashita I've seen her do I've seen her in Japan I've seen other matches in Japan and she's impressive but here versus Thunder Rosa which is which is which which is Thunder Rosa is just not a person that's going to carry someone she's that's not she's not Serena Deep right that's why Thunder Rosa's best match was with Serena Deep because Serena Deep called it and guided her through that match Thunder Rosa can't do that, and 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 that's going to be the weakness. That's always been the weakness of AEW's women's division for the most part. Like Britt Baker, big personality, not a good wrestler, can't carry anyone, needs a good person to work with. They're not, you know, the roster, the women's division is still very weak. Um, and you know, I don't know who's out there to kind of replenish. Maybe people in WWE that gets available. You know, I, we'll see what happens there with Sasha and Naomi. Uh, Sasha in particular would definitely add the big boost to that division. She's, you know, she's a star, but I would have went with Serena Deep here because how could you not, Tony? Like, what what is this woman need to do? Like, you can only beat her so much, and people are just not going to care anymore. But if you, you know, put the, this belt on her and and give her time and let let and shoot the matches. I don't know if they'll be classics, but they'll be good quality women's matches and. Her work will be noticed, and that will get her over to your fan base when she starts coming. When she, and then when you start putting her back in AEW, people know like, oh man, she's a she's been the top woman out there, and she's been good. She, her matches are good, and thank God she's back in AEW to save this damn women's division because there's been some horrible matches in this uh, in that division. So, what a shocker! I don't agree with that move. I would have put Deeb over for sure. Next matchup was a match I was really looking forward to. Samoa Joe versus Jake Lethal. Um, this match, disappointment overall. I like both of them a lot. This match starts off with them fighting all over the ringside area, which does make sense because all the, you know, the Lethal and his goons took out uh, Joe, hurt his arms. So, yeah, make sure that these guys start hot, you know, brawling. And they did the deal where it's all before the bell, so it's no disqualification, and Lethal hits Joe in that injured arm, that, that previous injured arm, and I'm like, okay, that's going to be a story, right? The bell rings, and that's what that's what's going to be, and Joe's going to be fighting from behind, and Lethal's going to be working on their arm, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> bell rings, it just kind of like a standard match, right? You see 
Bayface shine, heat, comeback, etc. And, you know, they did some cool stuff, but it's like, what happened to that story that you're trying to tell? Why, why all that brawling and to do the stuff before the bell, to hit the chair, to hit in the arm, if it's not going to come to play in the match? I hate that stuff. Like, it's just unnecessary, right? So it, it was fine, you know, but I was expecting more, for, and it just didn't live up to it. Now, the main event... The match that everyone paid for this pay-per-view to see. FTR, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions versus the Briscoe Brothers. Two out of three falls. This match went 43 minutes, I believe. A very long match. Um, I loved their first match back in April. I thought that was... It is still, right now, my favorite match of 2022. Um, I, I hope it finishes high on the rankings of the match of the year. I mean, I probably won't win because people are, you know... No clue. They'll probably pick some goofiness, some some multiple super kick match or something like that. But this match was fantastic. The original match was fantastic. This was really good too, good as well. Um, I'm not a fan of two out of three falls. I was when I was younger. I thought it was a cool deal. But as I got you know, older, I just did not like, like, I booked a few, but I just don't like them, you know. Uh, it's always used the same deal. Uh, I'd rather just have the whole, you know, one fall matches. Um, I really think Tony Khan's vision of this FTR versus Briscoe is the tag team version of Rick Steamo and Ric Flair from 1989. Um, in this case, though, um, the Briscoes aren't didn't win the titles on their first challenge to the champions. Is actually the uh, you know it's going to be the uh, um, it's going to be. You know, Flair retaining, but then finally the Bayface at the end comes out. It wins. You know, Rick Steamboat at the end wins this time around. I think that's that's kind of how they're going with it. So they're doing a two out of three falls match, and this was a two out of three falls, just like the second match of the '99 series from Rick Flair and Steamboat was the two out of three falls match. And I think Briscoes will finally beat FTR for these ROH belts. Probably guessing at Final Battle is uh you know kind of that fits the. That title, that show, the final battle, FTR, Briscoes. Um, I can see, I don't know what they're going to do, what kind of match going to be. They do two out of three falls here. A cage match seems unnecessary because no one's trying to interfere and whatnot. So, but it could possibly be, be a cage match. Um, I would just have it be, be three traditional tag team matches with just different kind of uh, feels of each match. But, uh, this match here, I like I said, I really enjoyed it. I just love the work of both these guys. There seemed to be a little bit of rushing and some, he- or even at times, hesitation in there. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't smooth. And it's not, well, this match wasn't designed to be smooth. It was supposed to be a fight. And I really enjoyed it. I thought everyone was fantastic in this match. I thought, you know, Dax has just been doing some great stuff. Wheeler. It was good. I love the juice in this match. It made sense to do it. And, you know, then have you know, it just it just added to the drama. The the the, the camera work close up of, you know, Mark Briscoe chopping the chest of Dax and he's busting him open um, with its chops is what is a amazing visual. Um this crowd, this crowd was mostly, like I said, on their hands, and they got into this match, and they should because it was the easily the best match on the show. Uh, uh, 
Briscoes. God, they need to be on AEW Dynamite. What the hell, dude? Like, why aren't we watching them on AEW Dynamite? I don't get it. I don't freaking get it. They need to be on there. This is ridiculous. They need to be do something different. I want to see them. I want to see them on a different show. I, you know, a lot of people are like, well, when they're about to go to WWE, they're like, oh man, they're going to be changed or whatever. I'm like, fuck it, who cares? I want to see them do something different. I'm like, how much can we see them on the Ring of Honor? You know, they can be twelve time champions and shit. Like, who cares at this point? I want to see them in AEW. I want to see them work new teams, different teams, different environment. Um, you know, that's. What, I hope that happens soon. I think it will. Whatever it's going to be, I don't think it'll be worked out. You just can't. You just can't. Just leave them here on this damn Ring of Honor show. Um, There's some crazy, like that Doomsday Device spot was nutty. Um, they went to it again um, later on. And uh, at one point, it, I don't know if Cash was out of position or was late to push off Mark Briscoe at the top or it was Jay Briscoe at the top. But Cash is like, Hey, hey, save me, save me, save me. Like, come on, push him off, push him off. Like, like, like you do. Like, a lot of people think, like, like I was telling these guys when I was managing, I managed two tag teams. I managed a team called the Mafia, I managed a team called Ego. And I was like, guys, you can communicate out there with moves. Like, like, you can say, if, if you know, pick them up and slam them. Tag me in, let's give him a double suplex. Like, you could, call out stuff like I, I felt like myself as a as a coach out there a lot so i would call stuff you know and you're calling stuff but the, but if you the way you present it is you're calling it like 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 legitimate you're not just trying to like, hey guys don't forget to do the uh you know oh you're in that position make sure you get in position for that and like no you're like hey pick him up get him get, get, get him over here bring him over here you know like do something that kind of stuff and that, that was kind of cool and uh I thought that was great when I saw Dax do that. And just add again, add to the realism. There's a table break. And uh there's it was it was it's see if I was FTR I'd be pissed. And if I was Briscoe, I'd be pissed. Like, dude, we're doing a table break. Freaking Roosh and Dragon Lee, you don't need to do a table break. Yes, Dragon Lee, we know you do that crazy tope where you fly all the way out. But you don't need you can just do still fly out, but you don't need to break a table doing it, right? And by the way, Dragon Lee, when he did the dial, he, I think he broke it with his head. You know, and barely even hit Roosh. So, so but damn, dude, let these guys be the ones that get the color. Let these guys be the one that that brick the table, right? Um, it was a great spot, great spot, and that and and, and it, guess what? They broke a table and they were done. They were done. Wheeler and Mark were out of the match. Right, and it was just down to Jay Briscoe and Dax, and the finish was a top second row pile driver, which looked nasty, and it's so sad that the pile driver is just devalued now. Like it's you know it's been like that for kind of decade now, right, or even more, sadly, and and even more so the last probably five years, like pile drivers are people kicking out pile drivers left and right. So even when Dax hit the t- second row pile driver, which I haven't seen for a very long time, and he covers him, I thought for sure Jay Bristol's kicking out. And in my head, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't he was kicking out of this pile driver, but he didn't. And I'm like, oh shit, wow. So it was, and even the fans in attendance when, you know, weren't even ready for that pinfall by 
by Dax on Jay after that second row pile driver. They're like, oh, oh, shit, he won. They won with that. That was a surprise. We're waiting for the big rig because, you know, or something else. And it was it was very, very interesting. But uh, I liked it. I liked this. I liked the roughness of this match. It's It was different. I just, I know, I, I you know, not, I'm not trying to bag on the Young Bucks. It's just, I just can't get into that style. It's just too choreographed. And there's just nothing, nothing that really gets you, grabs you. It's like, like it's, it's going to the to the fireworks show on 4th of July, right? Like, cool, wow, ooh, ah, like it's that's the reaction you give. Ooh, ah, that's pretty. Oh wow, that's amazing. Look at how, look how, look how big that flip. Look how high you got on that flip to the outside. Wow, look at they're doing all this. You know, it's just nothing that gets you in deep into the match right that you're just sucked into that story and you're just you're just they just got you and they got me in this match i was dialed in to every move they were doing and every punch that was thrown every slam that was given um i i really enjoy this match again i don't think it was better than their first match i think because that first match just had something special behind with it because it was the first meeting and i thought it was a beautiful match and again my match of the year and i was hoping this would this would, you know, be better. It was good. It wasn't better in my opinion, but it was a damn good second match in their probably trilogy, which, like I said, is going to probably happen. I would assume <coughs> at Final Battle. Just make it just makes sense to do it there. Uh, what's next for Ring of Honor? I don't know when the next pay per view is going to be. I don't think they Tony Khan announced anything. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens around All Out, just because I can see. Tony Khan be like, okay, there's an NXT show. There's gonna be a UK WWE show that weekend. I gotta, you know, I gotta do something. Another thing, you know, there's Rampage. I mean, let's do Ring of Honor pay per view or something like that. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, a lot of been talked about. Paul Fontaine talked about this a lot on his show about the price of the pay per view, forty dollars, and I agree, too much, too much for this show. Um, I think you keep it around. I think thirty bucks is fine, you know, twenty four ninety nine even better. But forty is a, that's a little little much. And I, I had, you know, I went halves with someone, <laughs> and and uh, and so it was worked worked in that that investment. But um, yeah, I just I would like to, you know, but I get it. Like Garrett said it correctly. Like Tony Khan knows. There's these hardcores that are gonna pay for it no matter what. And if you're gonna if you're gonna get money, you might as well get as much money as you can out of these guys. And forty bucks is what he put the price tag in and and they people paid it. They they did announce that it was the highest um pay per view of Ring of Honor pay per views, which I agree was gonna happen anyways, just because, you know, there's there's some national TV marketing behind it, you know, as little as it was, there was still doing stuff on national television to kind of build to this pay per view. Um, there's a big interest of the FTR versus Briscoe Brothers too because of this. The uh, if they missed the pay per view in April, Ring of Honor, like they, they had to hear about that great FTR Briscoes match. I think you know wanting to see the rematch was it, this was this match. It was a really a truly was a one match show. So and that's what people pay the forty bucks for. So overall, I thought it was a. a a good show. I want to say thumbs in the middle, and I, I, I think slightly in the middle. 
you know, going off, going off of Dave. Dave loves to do that when we watch hate reviews. What do you guys think? Thumbs in the middle? Thumbs up? Thumbs out? Like, yeah, it always gives me a crack up, cracks me up when he asks us at the end of the night what he thought was the best match and everything. And this thumbs up, thumbs down. So going with that, I got slightly, either slightly thumbs up or slightly thumbs in the middle. Just because, to me, it was really a, a one or two match show. The rest was kind of just there. Um, and yeah, so that's why that's why I thought of it. So I hope you like this show. Please subscribe to our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus Patreon, five dollars a month. We got so much going on that show. We got bonus shows to wrap. We got like I said, boom goes a boom goes a dynamite. Like I said, stuff like that. We have Brace for Impact. We have the Dynamite Show. We have Garrick is also my self's raw review. So please check it out. Uh, five dollars a month. It's a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Which I'm drinking right now, a cup of coffee from Starbucks. You know, five dollars. It's actually cheaper than this damn Americano I got. I'm betting. I didn't buy it. My wife bought it for me, but I'm pretty sure it's probably cheaper than than our Patreon for one month. Give it a shot. Give it a listen. I think you're gonna love the content that we have on there. If you want, if you're a Joshi Wrestling fans, we got the five star Joshi Review Show. Um, dedicated to Joshi Wrestling, women's wrestling. You would, I think, you would love that. We got. MMA coverage with UFC, Bellator, uh, you name it. And we got boxing coverage with the great, the great Robert Silva. So check out our Patreon, $5 a month. And if you want to talk, chat with me, hit me up on Twitter, LaRockaJL. I'm always posting stuff on there, my thoughts, my opinions. And um, a lot of people think I just go hard on on AEW because... You know, I'm just, I'm, you know, I just hate it. Hate it. I don't hate it. I just want it to be better. It, I, I see a lot of these, 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 these simple mistakes. It's just a, actually some damn thought put into it, and it's a fascinating uh, watch. Really, AEW is, and you know, you got a young Booker going, you know, trying to see how how he's nav- Tony Khan's navigating the show. It's very interesting to me, and I'm just there to give my opinion, man. I'm just there to say. Hey, if something's not good, I'm gonna say it. I don't. I'm not one of those people like, well, they're trying hard. Like, I'm not that person. Like, come on. Like, if you if you think you're the book of the year, you gotta be booking like the book of the year. I'm not saying all bookers don't make great bookers don't make mistakes, so they sure do. But when you got your nose up in the air like that, when it comes to booking, you can't be making these amateur mistakes, dude. And I'm just there to point them out. So. Anyways, I hope you liked this show. I know you heard a lot of Ring of Honor talk, especially on this pay-per-view this last week. But I hope you liked my take on it. And and I'll be back next week with Take It Home Podcast. And I'm going to check out some indies, see what I'm going to watch and cover. I might go back and watch that Terminus show, uh, which I guess is now defunct or something or on hiatus because John Gresham is apparently... Stepped away from wrestling, which I think is kind of crazy, but we'll see what happens there. Um, or I'll just try to find something else that's maybe on IWTV. So, everyone, thanks again for listening. Take care.